good morning to our Global Origin Gate family. We know that you've been enjoying Wisdom's Echoes daily podcast presented to you by various speakers. Wouldn't you just love the opportunity to have some one-on-one time with them, to hear more of what's in their heart, to have a chance to ask your questions, to grow in your relationship with God, to learn how to apply great truths to your life, not just learn about them. Well, we thought it was a brilliant idea too. So we created Flight School. Head on over to our website to get information on the topics each person has picked to mentor you on. You'll get four weeks with each of our 15 mentors and you'll rotate through all of them over a period of 60 weeks. Registrations are currently open, but not for much longer. You'll need to register by the end of June 2022 because your classes start the first week of July. For information on what each class offers, the dates of your Zoom calls and costs, visit www.thenesttribe.com. See you there. Welcome to Origin Gates daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Samantha Mahoney and I'm still on the journey of discernment. Today's thought for the day is entitled Test Everything. In my last two episodes, I've been looking a little bit at discernment. I've been looking at the body of Christ's response to discernment, to standing up for truth, to engaging with the plumb line, which is the word of God, to measure all of our spiritual experiences, all of our revelation that we've received, all of the things that we speak and we teach about in the body of Christ. And I spoke about how discernment is not something that is glaringly and blatantly against the word of God. There's a lot of truth in what's being said. However, there's a tiny little bit of a lie and that can totally take us off course of what the truth is. I spoke about how the satanic motto in the satanic church is do what thou wilt. And in today's Christianity, we seem not too far away from that motto, from practicing that motto ourselves. And why is it that we do that? Because we like the words, the watered down words that tickle our funny bone, that make us feel good. We don't like anything that points a finger at something that we are doing that is out of alignment. And this is where we need to come back into alignment. We need to bring truth back into our understanding. We have to start testing everything. And so the word translated as test is from the common Greek word, and forgive me if I don't pronounce it correctly, dokimazo, that's my attempt at it, okay? And the root can mean to prove, to try, to examine, or to discern. And it points towards a process of testing or validating in order to prove that something is genuine. And in everything that we hear today, all the words that are going out from some of our forerunning leaders in the body of Christ, have to be tested against this plumb line. The requirement to test all things, it doesn't mandate like children, we're tempted to try everything. That, that testing doesn't mean I'm taste testing something. You know, um, it, what it means is to test it before we try it. And you'll see with kids, when you tell them don't do something, they're going to test the boundaries and they're actually going to do what you've told them not to do because that's in their nature. They are testing out those boundaries. But we're not supposed to, in our testing, we're not supposed to touch or to experience those things that we know to be evil, to test whether they are in fact evil. We as grown men and women often feel that we have to sample things before we can determine if they're good or bad for us, truth or error. But God tells us 
that we are to test, not sample. We only need to compare things to the word of God, the standard of what is right and wrong, truth and error. And we can save ourselves all manner of pain and evil simply by going straight to the Bible. I mean, I don't know what kind of person you are, but for me, I learn from other people's experience. So if someone um, falls down a hole because they are reading their phone while they're walking, a manhole is open and they fall into it, I'm going to learn from that person's thing. And I'm going to make very sure that I don't read my phone while I'm walking because I don't want to fall into manholes. But there are also some who go, you know what, that's nice, I'm so sorry you fell through the manhole, but I will read my phone and what's on my phone while I'm walking. And so you learn the same lessons, you know, where you could be saved from these things. And this is my response to pain. I'd rather learn from something rather than go through it. And this is what we have the Bible for. It can save us all manner of pain just by obeying what is in it. We're supposed to be discerning about all things. And we're to ensure that only that we only believe what has been approved. This is the responsibility of each Christian. This is not the responsibility of your pastor or your leader to come and train you. You know, I mean, yes, I know they teach you the word of God and they, they are good at explaining certain things, but we can't rely on others to be discerning on our behalf. We can't depend on others to do this work for us, but we can look prayerfully to scripture and we have something that is so valuable and important. We have the Holy Spirit and he guides us into all truth. Any teaching to which we are introduced is supposed to be tested. Any decision we face is supposed to be tested. And the Bible provides many examples of the areas um, where it teaches that we need to test certain things. So let me give you a few of these examples. Teaching, whatever teaching you hear is supposed to be tested. The members of the church at Berea are commended in the Bible for testing the words of Paul and Silas to ensure that they were consistent with scripture. And in Acts 17 verse 11, it says, Now th these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. You know, and so that's how we need to be. And I'm going to give you a few um, keys as to how you can go through this process as I get to the end of this particular uh, teaching, if you can call it that. Another thing we're supposed to test is prophecy. We receive prophetic words, um, but not all of them are reading from the scroll that was created for you. 1 Thessalonians 5, 20 and 21 says, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. We're supposed to test different spirits. So in this age where we know that we can ascend into the realm of the kingdom, we know that we um, have certain encounters. We also know from reading the word that it says that the devil can parade himself as an angel of light. What does that angel of light do? It can deceive you into thinking it's so beautiful, so glorious. It must be from God. It can deliver a message to you that can totally derail you, totally kill, steal and destroy you. We have to test everything. We have to be able to test whether these spirits are sent from God or not. And 1 John 4 verse 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test them to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Leaders are supposed to be tested. Those who are suited to serve as leaders in the church, in the church must first be tested and proven. 
under the church's examination, they've got to demonstrate conduct that is consistent with their profession of faith. And this sounds obvious, but it's actually not obvious to everyone. 1 Timothy 3 verse 10 says, Let them also be tested first, then let them serve as deacons, if they prove themselves blameless. We've got too many people who have stepped into a leadership position, who have come out of terrible um, and traumatic backgrounds where they haven't actually gone through the process of getting that healing, of turning away from those things that they found themselves in previously. And all that happens as they step into a leadership position is they continue the practice that they used to do, but they also bring others into error with them. Other believers, there's testing that has to go on there. When, when Paul and Titus and two other godly men went to minister um, to the church in Corinth, he felt it necessary to indicate that he and his fellow apostles had um, tested an unnamed disciple and had found him suitable to serve among them in the local church. 2 Corinthians 8.22 says, And with them we are sending our brother whom we have often tested, and found earnest in many matters, but who is now more earnest than ever because of his great confidence in you. So, you know, there's so much that should go on in the background that doesn't. And this testing could save us so much pain um, and so much deception. We're supposed to test the times. This is another thing the word talks about. Jesus criticized a crowd of his followers for their inability to properly understand the times and for not properly discerning who Jesus was and what he had come to do. In Luke 12, 56, it says, You know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? I mean, today, with all the stuff that's going on in the earth, everyone is saying we're in the end times, we're in the end times. And we're actually stopping doing, and this is a critical time for us in the earth, we're stopping doing what we're supposed to do because we're waiting for God to rescue us from all of these hardships that we're facing. Another thing that's supposed to be tested is ourselves. And we don't like this one and because it takes work and it takes change if we discover anything. But the Bible often emphasizes the importance of personal testing and examination because that testing is going to show whether we have the characteristics of those who call themselves followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, it says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? unless indeed you fail to meet the test. We test it all the time. Our responses are a good indication of what's in our heart, and we're supposed to be examining ourselves all the time. So in short, we're supposed to test everything. Everything that relates to Christian life and spirituality is supposed to be thoroughly tested and approved, and nothing is excluded. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22 says, Test everything and hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. So if there's something that we are doing in our walk that has the form of evil, we're failing this test already. Now, the Bible provides a, a framework for the method of discernment, but we won't find a chapter and verse that explicitly instructs us point by point on what to do. But he hasn't left us without instruction in this matter. We have to work through some of the steps for testing very deliberately. But with the practice of the steps, remember I, I spoke about how 
um, discernment can be a skill that is learned. So I'm going to give you some practical things to practice testing these things that you hear. And as you practice them, the steps are going to become more natural. So seek out opportunities to practice discernment. And let me just give you some examples. This is not all of them, but this is some way to start. You could simply read a Christian book or listen to a sermon. Turn on the television to a Christian channel or tune into a Christian radio station and listen to what they're saying. So what do we look for? Well, first of all, you will feel it right? You have the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Now, the Holy Spirit is the one who knows the mind of God. And so when you hear something, what do you feel while you're listening to it? Okay, it's like separating genuine from counterfeit currency. The practice of discernment is simple. It involves testing um, one of two reactions, hold fast to this or abstain from it. Now, I just want to also say, when we've grown up in a program and a religious system, you might hear something that is totally different to what you've learned in that system. So, for instance, um, you know, where we go, um, you cannot see God and live. Okay, that is something that has been taught in the church system. However, there is precedent in the word. If I was to bring the word and hold it up before you, you would see that there were a number of people who saw God face to face and lived. So, and, and we, we see this with Moses and the 72 that went up the mountain and it says they saw God face to face. Okay, so there is your plumb line showing you that there is precedent in the word for it. But let's just pretend you've never heard this before. You're in this, um, you, you hear this teaching talking about how we can see God and we can live. And you've never heard this before. So what is your feeling on this? Maybe you go, I haven't, I haven't quite heard this before, but here is the spiritual or the scriptural backing to it. And although I've never been taught this before, something in me knows that if it's in the word, it feels right. It feels like it's possible. Okay. Hold on to it. Hold fast to it to investigate further. But if you hear something like there is one religion on earth, okay, and this is an agenda actually that's going out and it's called Chrislam, okay, I'm going to say to you immediately within me, I go, oh no, 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 hell to the no, 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 okay. So action number one is we want to verify. So we write down a statement that you'd like to verify um, by the Bible, okay, and I've used the example of seeing God face to face, if that does, if you've never heard that, write it down, we need to verify it, where do we find such a thing in the word, if I had to bring this Chrislam thing to you, um, where God wants us to have a one world religion, now this doesn't sit well with me, so let me try and verify it, so you start preparing, and there are two questions that you will want to ask immediately, what is being said, and what is at stake? Okay, consider what it is that disturbed you about this one world religion. What gave you pause or somehow made you uncomfortable? And then consider why you feel um, this is a teaching or a decision that requires discernment. So we're asking what is being said. Now, this may seem obvious, but be sure you understand the issues that are at the very foundation. In less extreme and obvious cases, it's far too easy to react immediately and violently without ensuring that you understand exactly what has been said. Okay, As you seek understanding, 
Make sure that you don't become distracted by the details, but instead you see what is truly at the heart of the issue. If I was to take this one world religion, okay, I would say, well, what does this actually look like? Who is the God of this one world religion? Um, we have two different faiths here, um, Christianity and Islam, trying to create one thing. Okay, so hold on a minute. Who is the God that is going to be served in this thing? And if we bring it to the word to test it, we know that the word says, that no man can come to the Father unless he comes through Yeshua, through the Son, Jesus. So is this one world thing actually acknowledging that Jesus is the Son of God and you can only get to the Father through the Son? Okay, you see where I'm going with this? The second action is to clarify. Write down your understanding of the issue at hand, including both from your perspective and the opposing perspective. And then you assess the importance. Does this deny the fundamentals of the faith? What is at stake? Okay, so let's say we go with this one world religion. Jesus is out of the picture. What is at stake for me? Well, that's obvious, isn't it? You don't accept Jesus. You have no relationship with the Father. You cannot be called a child of God, right? So we have to test. When we test a teaching, we're distinguishing between what is good and evil. We're separating truth from error and we're seeking points of departure. If an expert in counterfeit currency is uncertain whether suspicious bill is genuine or counterfeit, he's got to bring out the original, right? An original that he knows is an original and he's got to compare it. When he starts to feel that bill in his hand, he can definitely spot where the counterfeit is and what the original is. And he can return to the standard and compare one to the other. This is the same way we can compare any teaching to the standard of scripture and see how, that, how they compare. We can hold up a doctrine or decision against the light of God's word and allow his light to prove what is genuine and expose that which is counterfeit. This is so important for our day and it has to be a process that we go through. If we don't naturally um, have that discernment or inclined towards the truth, we have to start practicing it. We have to grow that discernment. I thank you for your time today and I bless your coming week. Have a good one.